You know what? I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Reviews. I'm your host, James Ryan, and I have decided not to take a month-long break. I am just going to keep rolling. I have momentum. Um, I've almost gone 50 straight weeks of making a podcast, so here we are. I'm going to go for it. So, uh, movie releases of the week. We have The Last Voyage of the Demeter, currently sitting at a 45% on the tomato meter, and also Gran Turismo, based on a true story. I guess that is part of the actual title. Uh, it has hit 55% on the tomato meter. Uh, there is a reason I am getting rid of AMC stubs, and that is because the next couple of months look absolutely horrid. Um, maybe Blue Beetle is also coming out, um, but I don't see any reviews on it, or maybe that is next week. Um, but yeah, the next couple of months, outside of Martin Scorsese's new picture in October, it's just it's looking very, very bleak. Uh, so it's definitely a time to pause that membership. It's time to take a break from the movies. I actually went back to the movie theater um, over the course of this last week to go see Oppenheimer a second time. Uh, this time, instead of seeing it in 70 millimeter, I was able to see it in IMAX, and I liked it even more the second time. Now that I knew what I was in for, kind of the first third of the movie and the pacing of it, I just absolutely love this movie. It will definitely be on my top 10 movies of the year when I ever when I get to that list uh, sometime in December. Um, apart from that, like today's episode of the podcast, again, I didn't plan on this podcast i didn't schedule anything um so i didn't say here's the movie i'm going to be watching this week but i do have some movies to talk about i know i just talked about oppenheimer seeing that for a second time Uh, i saw bullet with steve mcqueen i am reading a book by quentin tarantino uh the title is let's see cinema speculation cinema speculation is the title sorry if the audio is wacky there for a minute um but he's going Kind of the opening, I don't know, 30, 40 pages is just talking about his experience growing up, um, lists a lot of movies that I have not seen, um, just what he grew up uh, going to the movie theaters to see. And then he really breaks down the movies that were super influential to him one at a time. So if I haven't seen the movie, taking a break and watching that movie before I go on to the next one. Uh, So I'm currently actually watching The Getaway, which is a Sam Peckinpah movie who is a director I don't particularly like, um, but it also stars Steve McQueen. But I watched Bullet. Bullet is very, very famous for uh, the San Francisco car chase sequence in which I fell asleep. Uh, truth be told, and it wasn't because the movie was boring. I was just exhausted. Um, so I went back. I watched the car chase. The car chase is definitely the best part of this movie. Um, I liked it all right. Um, not the biggest Steve McQueen guy. Um, and I thought the movie overall, I mean, it was, yeah, it's of its time. And it was like that, that car sequence was the movie, uh, the rest of the mystery, not so interesting to me, but maybe you'll like it a little bit more than I did. Uh, I also checked out a movie that I had seen one other time. And that is, he wants to kill me so bad. He can taste it. I got always going to kill Dog Day Afternoon, 1975, starring Al Pacino and John Cazale. Um, and John Cazale ended up 
this is just a fun fact about him. He was only in five movies ever, and they were all nominated for Best Picture. I've seen them all. Uh, the Conversation, The Deer Hunter, The Godfather, The Godfather Part Two, and this, uh, Dog Day Afternoon. Um, so Al Pacino, again, this is an Al Pacino vehicle. Like He is the driving force in this movie. The energy required from him, just the highs and lows that his character has to go through, all of the emotion that is shown on his face and through his actions. It's like it's no wonder that he won Best Actor for this performance because it is absolutely incredible. I don't want to go too much into the plot. I don't really want to discuss anything because you figure out more as it goes on. And if for some reason you haven't seen Dog Day Afternoon, it is definitely worth your time. It is currently streaming on the Criterion channel. Um, I do believe it is leaving at the end of the month, so make sure to check that out sometime soon. Uh, Other movies that I checked out. uh, The only other one I guess I have to talk about is Age of Innocence. Uh, This is from the late 1980s. This is the movie that Martin Scorsese did before he did Goodfellas. And this is a movie that I had avoided watching for a long time. And after watching it, I'm like, ah, why? Why did I not watch this movie? Um, So... There are these books that Roger Ebert wrote, and he has, I think, I think there are four volumes total, and I'm on the third one. Anyway, he wrote little essays about the what he thought were the best movies ever made. I've read volumes one and two and watched every single movie in them. Um, I'm currently on volume three and making my way through it. And for some reason, I took a long break when it came to Age of Innocence. Um, I think that it is definitely a time period piece, and I usually avoid those. Um, but wow, this movie is worth it. That second half just, it is awesome. And the last 10 minutes in particular is just like absolutely devastating. And Daniel Day Lewis just does such a good job in this movie. And yeah, you will like, uh, I don't want to give again, it's just like Dog Day Afternoon. It's hard to talk about movies that are so good, and then you just don't, like, I don't want to give anything away. So, like, Age of Innocence, very surprising. I don't know where I would put it in Martin Scorsese's filmography, where I would rank it, but whenever I get around to that Martin Scorsese episode, which I would look forward to more than the current Spielberg episode I'm working on. Yeah, I will probably come up with a ranking of sort. It would be up there. It's very, very good and probably underrated. I feel like most people haven't seen it or don't think too much about it. But yeah, wow. Very, very good movie. Um, I feel like of late, I'm just like, I don't know if it's just the mood I've been in or what's happening, but movies I've watched recently like E.T., Thief, uh, Oppenheimer, uh, Age of Innocence. I think like, man, all these movies are so, so good. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely worth checking out. And the last one that I have to talk about is actually a documentary and not one that I watched over the last week, um, but one that I'm planning on revisiting. Um, and I'm not going to say anything about it because that's part of the fun of the documentary, but it's kind of hard because someone associated with the documentary just passed away. But Searching for Sugar Man uh, is one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Came out about a decade ago now. I think it was 2012. And yeah, this documentary hits and hits hard. This documentary is like, wow. If you don't have an emotional reaction to the last half of this movie, uh, I don't know. Shame on you uh, because it is absolutely incredible. Um, just a just heartwarming documentary documentary. 
uh, one that, yeah, I like when I think of best documentaries of the last 10, 15 years, this is definitely up there. Uh, another one worth checking out. Uh, it sounds like I was just praising everything on today's episode of Ryan's Reviews. And that's, I guess that's true. Uh, I didn't watch anything that I didn't like. Um, so maybe I should have watched something that was of lesser quality. Um, but yeah, those are the movies I've checked out over the last week. And next week, I will be back with a movie that I am super, super excited about. A movie that very, very few people ever talk about. Um, but one that I am most excited about checking out because of two things. One, Brad Pitt says that this is his, the, the, I don't know if his favorite movie he's ever done, but definitely like the proudest he's ever been of any movie. And then I'm also excited to check out Roger Deakins' Cinematography. His children didn't know how their father made his living or why they so often moved. They didn't even know their father's name. He regretted neither his robberies nor the 17 murders that he laid claim to. And on September 5th, 1881, Jesse James was 34 years old. The assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. That is a long, long title. Uh, this movie came out in 2007, which would have been like right at the time when I was going to the movies the absolute most, junior, senior year of high school. Um, but for some reason, this one slipped through the cracks. I don't know. It probably didn't have a super long theatrical run. Um, or maybe I don't ever remember seeing anything about this movie. Um, but people do talk about it. And again, I think it's a lot of people say that this movie is very, very underrated. So I'm excited to check it out. Um, and I will be reviewing it on next week's episode of Ryan's Reviews. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. And I hope that you will tune in next week when I review The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward, Robert Ford. <laughs>